0: I'm Bill. Mounty dog. And this is Two, two Films, Films Too curious. curious. Where the two of us watch two movies
1: and we're curious about them.
0: Exactly. This time around we watched Dodgeball, a true underdog story, mm-hmm. and Shaolin Soccer. This is the last episode. This is this is the second last episode. I was <laughs> I can't remember what I was watching or I was I was looking at somebody's Twitter for like some other creative person some other youtube something something and they were talking about like you know i've always wanted to do an episode on this topic but i filmed it and then i lost all the data and i've
1: that was three years ago and i've never done it yet
0: (laughs) and i'm like oh i get that
1: yeah (laughs) but we're doing it now well the first last episode was just lost first recording and this is the notes were lost we lost, lost time. Well, actually, I realized I
0: didn't. it didn't click until just now that I theoretically have the notes for that episode in here somewhere because this is my same notebook. It's you, your notebook that we couldn't yes, find. Yes, we
1: couldn't find them, and then you found yours,
0: yeah. but I still never found mine. Let's see. Oh, yeah, here it is, dodgeball. Vince Vaughn is a real underdog, I say. Anyways, <laughs> uh, before we do that... Oh, yeah, I remember what my question is, too, so that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um... I will ask the question first when we get to that point because it's important that my question comes first. Okay. Uh, but <clears throat> anyways, uh, before we get into all that, thank you to our patrons on Patreon, of course, uh, co-agonists Chris and Nick, who have been our patrons for a good long time now, and our special patron, uh, Two Films Curious alum Brenda, who is the sponsor of
1: "What Do You Do, MCU?" the, uh,
0: the part of our special feature where we go through the MCU movies. Mm -hmm. If you're wondering, the next one will come out in early December and it will be about Thor, the dark world, Mm -hmm. arguably the worst MCU movie. So, so they say, so they say, but we will find out if that's true. It might be true. Honestly, (laughs) I like them all. Maybe this is my 23rd most favorite MCU movie. I don't know. We'll find out. Anyways, Uh, before we also do our descriptions of the movies, we have some Some word
1: origins. We have some words about words. Yes, we do. So first I'm going to tell you what I thought, maybe I just read something I couldn't find anything about. Maybe I just dreamed it. I don't know. What I thought the term underdog came from. I thought it was when, you know, in ancient Roman times they would have in their gladiatorial arena, not just people fighting, but they put random animals against each other. like, let's have a bear and a lion fight and see what happens. Um, I had originally learned that the term underdog came from when they would have dogs fight a bear and Mm. the dog that would go under for the throat would, could get the kill, but would likely die before that would happen. So like that, you know, betting on the, on the underdog. Um, hmm. Turns out it's not quite as exciting in that, but it does have its origin in animal cruelty. So we're going to go into that. It was first Love <laughs> animal cruelty. <kids. laughs> the first use was in the 19th century uh, in a British newspaper. They were talking about dog fighting. And basically, the whole thing was that the expected loser was the underdog because they would be below, quote, the top dog, who is the one who wins oh. the whole contest. So, top dog kind of predates underdog because it's in relation to it is the reason why it's underdog is
0: there a connection then between the origins of the phrase top dog and underdog and the Hanna-Barbera cartoons top cat and underdog there must be wow well thank you guys for listening <laughs> that's we got it we did it we we solved it <clears throat> no actually that's not it um, also, I feel like I've heard you say that before about not only about that was what you thought the origin of Underdog was, but that uh, that you found out that it was not that. So it I could, don't remember if it it's could been be. on another episode or if that's what you told me before we ended up not recording this the first time.
1: Maybe it's been a strange lifetime. I was going to say year, but I mean, it's all been weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyways, uh, <clears throat> my fun word fact is that Shao I mean both of these movies are, are like sports comedies and that's ultimately why we picked them, although we, we picked them also because it's fun to see the difference between an American sports comedy and a, mm-hmm. a Chinese sports comedy. But an important difference is that Shaolin soccer, in addition to being a comedy about sports, is also a very specific comedic genre called Mole Tao which translates literally to nonsensical. Wikipedia has this to say. Mole Tao is a type of slapstick humor associated with Hong Kong popular culture that developed during the late 20th century. It's a phenomenon which has grown largely from its premonition in modern film media. Its humor arises from the placement of surprising and incongruous elements and the complex interplay of cultural subtleties. Typical constituents of this humor include nonsensical parodies, juxtaposition of contrasts, sudden surprises, and spoken dialogue uh, and action and improbable or deliberate anachronisms. During an interview with Stephen Chow for his 2006 Asian Invasion season, season the BBC's film critic Jonathan Ross referred to the genre as silly talk, although it's Jonathan Ross, so he probably said silly talk. A label that Chow was happy to accept. So... Uh, I think that based on what they said, the elements of, of Mo Le Tao are, I think that specific parts of Shaolin soccer that embody this, I think probably include um, like all of the, the extreme things that the, the Shaolin moves can do. Like when he kicks the refrigerator up, like, Two stories onto a garbage pile, mm-hmm. uh, but also things like, um, oh, when when they're singing the song in the bar and someone throws a bottle at the at Iron Leg's head, and it cuts to the guy who owns the bar and he's like looking like I didn't throw that bottle as he looked the <laughs> because bottle he's in his somebody's hand. thrown a couple or whatever, yeah, right, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so, or things like. Uh, like when they're singing at the, at the dumpling market store thing and they like just break into song there and then like it cuts and it's like in a, like if a musical were to cut and you're like, Oh, all of these people are standing around in their position <laughs> for a musical, but you know, it's that kind of nonsense and it,
1: it really is the best part of this movie. It is. So, so hypothetically, if yes. you ate a lot of Tex-Mex, I, I promise it's going to make sense when I get there, <laughs> and you're a very messy eater, so yes. you have garments to clean yourself, for every type of sauce, you would have a mole towel. wool. Yes, I would, but here's the <laughs> kicker.
0: I don't eat a lot of mole, so the likelihood <laughs> of me utilizing this mole towel
1: minimal. Certainly, that's that's it. That's the podcast. Certainly, less of a chance than you of enjoying Mole Tao. Yes, which I like. I mean,
0: I don't dislike Mole, but I really, really like Mole Tao, which reminds me if you watched Shaolin Soccer for this podcast, the three of you that I know watched the movies beforehand and you liked it, you absolutely need to watch Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, it's so good. And from what I've heard, The Mermaid is that what it's called? I have no idea. You remember the trailer? I showed you the trailer where the guy's like he's in a police station talking to the police, and he's like, "I was abducted by a mermaid," and they're like, "What that?" And he's like, "Half person, half fish." And so the guy draws. Um, <laughs> he draws it so that it's it's a like a person head and then a fish head underneath the person <laughs> head, and it's like two heads. And he's like, "No, no, no like like uh, like." He's got legs or whatever. Oh, no, that's what it is. He draws half a person and then half a fish, but they're split. And he's like, no, top and bottom. And it's the two heads. And he's like, no, they're legs. And it's (laughs) legs and a little penis and then fish tail. He's like, a mermaid. I
1: don't remember what that was called. It might be the mermaid. I think it's called the mermaid.
0: We have it at the library. So check your local library for a copy of the mermaid or ask to use their interlibrary loan system. There we go. That's the podcast. We're done.
1: Or just Google the mermaid streaming. Yeah. If you can't find it at the library. Right.
0: Use your local library as much as possible. <laughs> and if not, feel free to give to our capitalist overlords. So. Which I do with regularity. I own movies. So soon. <laughs> at least I don't have an Amazon Prime account anymore. Good on you. I mean, I really didn't at all. Devin
1: had one, but she cancelled hers too. So oh. well there we go. We have two in this house, and we only need one. So <laughs> you're picking up for it's us. It's hard to
0: integrate accounts like that, I've found.
1: Yeah. Anyways, we're 10 minutes in and haven't talked about any of these movies yet. Uh, <laughs> so why don't Dodge you tell us, about, yeah, tell us about Dodgeball. Dodgeball, a true underdog story. So Peter LaFleur owns Average Joe's Gym, which is kind of your, like, almost like if like I was a mom-pa store, except it's a gym. Like everyone knows each other, everyone's good friends, everyone helps each other out. Uh, their rival, which is like the big mega corporation, is Globo Gym, uh, which is run by Mr. Ben Stiller. Um, <clears throat> he wants, he desperately wants to own Average Shows because it's like the one little, he wants to turn it into a parking lot essentially. That's the one little stepping stone in his, you know, grand scheme of things. Um, <clears throat> you can tell right away that Peter LaFleur. Who is Vince Vaughn? Has money problems. He doesn't return his videotapes. He has an old, ratty-ass car. (laughs) Uh, He hasn't paid the rent on the gym in a while. So, lawyer shows up, or like accountant or whatever, and is like, "You need fifty thousand dollars within X amount of days, or else you're gonna, you know, Global Gym is gonna own your gym as well." We're coming up with ideas of what they can do him and like the regulars from the gym. Mom's like, we could play dodgeball. Yeah, if we get it, if we get all the we way to the. the <laughs> no, I'm mixed together. <laughs> <laughs> then they just, and they find out if they win the Las Vegas Open, they get $50,000, which is, you know, exactly what they need. So they all train, uh, kind of train. They play their first game against a Girl Scout troop and just get their asses handed to them on a technicality because one of the Girl Scouts was taking horse tranquilizer. (laughs) God damn it, Bernice. (laughs) They get through. And then um, because Globo Gym has like their little secret cameras and stuff, they know what they're doing. Um, They also join, or they also get into the Las Vegas Open. Now they have a coach which they meet, which is Patches O'Houlihan. He is like an old-timey dodgeball person. On the little super old instructional video they watch, he's like the guy teaching them how to play dodgeball. Um, and he has, we'll say, some unconventional teaching <laughs> methods, where he throws wrenches at people, all kinds of stuff. He goes with them, he kind of trains them, and they get more into shape. They're able to beat... They have a couple of close calls, but they're able to get their way all the way to the final, essentially. Um, they beat a couple... Like Every team has like this theme... Where like there's one that's all sumo wrestlers, there's one that's all these people in like bondage outfits. It's just every team has like this fun little theme except average shows, really. They're just kind of like Well they're the average shows, that's like their whole thing. Yeah. Um Right before the big the big final thing, uh Ben Stiller's character why can't I remember his name? What is his name? White. White is his last name. Oh, it's me. I'm yeah. Oh, A T. It's White Goodman. Yeah, yeah. Um, he ends up making an offer to Peter to he'll buy Average Joe's just for the amount of money, and he's like, and then you guys can just forfeit the game. A couple other members leave. They have other little personal things to do. Steve the Pirate has an existential crisis. One of their youngest members, who is also wants to be on the cheerleading squad, goes into competes with that. At the very last second they all come together and they're able to not forfeit thanks to Chuck Norris's thumbs up. They have the big final Thank fight. You, it's really, really close back and forth, kind of getting people out, getting people back in, until it comes down to a sudden death between White Goodman and Peter LaFleur. Peter LaFleur puts an eye and kind of blindfold on. I almost called it. An eye, I almost said eye patch. <laughs> Unless it were two of them. <laughs> Patches of Hoolahan dies before this, so he's like, has a little talk with his ghost. And then, against all odds, Peter beats White Goodman. Average Joe wins. Uh, Goodman's like, Well, guess what? He sold the gym to me right before, so that's, you know, I own the gym anyway. It doesn't even matter. I don't need $50,000. It's bullshit. But a little treasure chest comes out that says Deus Ex Machina on it, and you find out that. Peter invested the money that Dwight gave, or not Dwight, <laughs> that White gave him, and then bet them on themselves, which they were the total underdogs to win, which is like 50 to 1 or something. They end up with $5 million, and then he buys Globo Gym. He owns the, like the, because it's publicly traded, owns the majority of the shares, which means he has Average Joe's still. Um, everything's happy. Average Joe's becomes a successful gym. White Goodman just gains so much weight. It (laughs) becomes very large. Uh, That's the movie. The underdogs win.
0: Underdogs win. Here is Shaolin Soccer. At the beginning of Shaolin Soccer, we see a a sort of a back-in-time
1: flashback flashback scene. Wait, well, I guess since that's the first scene, is the rest of the movie a (laughs) flash-forward You know, I thought that. Like I wrote in my notes, like this is a flash like
0: a similarity is a flashback, and I'm like, wait, actually neither of them are flashbacks. <laughs> but they're both kind of flashbacks. Anyways, yep. uh is um uh Mighty Steel Leg no, Golden Leg Fun, uh is is being kind of like a just a jerk about like I'm good at soccer and I'm gonna go out and then uh this other guy like, his his co... Like, his teammate was like, this is the worst. And then he goes out and he misses the kick. And then this mob comes and just beats the shit out of him and breaks his leg. And you see as the his uh, teammate is walking away laughing, and then it cuts to the... Like, it, it fades to the present, and he's laughing still. And uh, Golden Leg has this just horribly broken Gimp Leg. And he's like the equipments manager for this other guy's soccer team, Team Evil. And so (laughs) uh, he's doing, he's giving some interview or whatever. And Golden Leg is like, Hey, like, can I, can like, are you going to let me coach a team now? Like you said that if I did this, I could coach a team. And he's like, no, you suck. Get out of here. And so he's walking home and he sees Mighty Steel Leg, a Shaolin Kung Fu monk who's hanging out, uh, like picking up, like trash so that he could sell it like cans to the recycling guy. And uh, he's like, Hey, I see you're down. Like we should like, like come to my school, come learn Shaolin Kung Fu. And he's like, are you a garbage collector? And he's like, no, no, no. That's just what I, my job is. He says, my official. I like to think of myself as a, a postgraduate student. or something." Like that. <laughs> uh, but then like, uh, mighty steel leg goes and he, he goes to, talk to his brother. Oh, he gets, he sells the, the cans. He go he gets the money and he goes to this dumpling shop and he's like, he sees this lady who's cooking the dumplings using like Tai Chi and Kung Fu to make the dumplings. And he's like, that's genius, using Kung Fu to do this. And he's like, starts singing at her and he's like, I sing to express my emotion. And he ends up getting shooed getting shoot away. Um, and he goes to see his brother who works at a restaurant. He's like the manager of a restaurant. Uh, and he, he's like, hey, like, I just found out how we can promote Shaolin Kung Fu, and he's like, I don't care. And he's like, no, we can sing about it, and then the band for the restaurant, with, like <laughs> the owner of the restaurant comes up, and he's like, hey, the band canceled, then you need to come up with something or I'm going to fire you, and so they're like, okay, well, I guess we're going to sing about Kung Fu, and they do when it goes horribly, and so these people are like, we want to fight you, Mighty Steel leg, for being such a horrible musician, and so like, they go out into the, like, the courtyard to fight, and uh, while they're doing that, Golden Leg from before is like he's peeing on the side of a wall, and he sees a can embedded into the wall that Golden Leg or that Steel Leg earlier, hit, yeah, way earlier in the movie, and he pulls the can out, and the wall just crumbles. And now he's watching <laughs> Steel Leg just beat the shit out of all of these guys. No, not fight them. He defends himself, and they end up hurting themselves because he said, "I promised my master I would never fight." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like golden leg is like oh my god you like we could be a soccer team and so eventually like or steel leg is automatically on board he's like yeah that's great and he ends up getting the rest of his brothers who are also all kung fu like different masters. specialties right yeah hooking leg iron shirt lightning hand lightweight uh, and he gets them all together iron head who's his brother from before um he gets them all together and they start practicing soccer like they all finally end up agreeing and they start practicing and their first match is against this like, other team of amateurs but they're all like uh they're gang members he's
1: like wrenches in their sleeves and shit Right, <laughs> he, like
0: the wrench falls out of his shorts and he's like ah this isn't a weapon this is my wrench i'm a mechanic and he puts it in his back pocket and a mallet drops out of his shorts and he's like remember before i said i was a mechanic <laughs> And then finally, like when they finally, like it's that thing, it's that scene in every movie where they're, they're doing real shit. And then they were like, no, the power unlocks. Yeah. And so like he goes to hit him with the crescent wrench and it like totally bends on his head <laughs> or whatever. Um, but then they were like, this is great. And the other team's like, yeah, we should join up. And so they end up going to this tournament that they can enter to fight against Team Evil. And just like in Dodgeball, they sort of work their way up to the top and also just like in dodgeball, the head coach of team evil is like, I'm going to give you the money. Like if you guys leave throw the game, i yeah, pay you. Basically. And he was like, no, I'm never going to do that. And then they end up playing soccer and it's like, it's a brutal match because he's also got like, he's been training his players with like weights in a pool. And they have a sort special of, you know,
1: American like... drug. Right. <laughs> and so, um, it's like very they're... Rocky for like <laughs> their training, right? <regiment. laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and so they uh like their their goalie ends up just they have to cart him off and then their second goalie, and so they're like, We don't have any players, and then the girl from before who's shown up a couple of times now uh is like, no, I'll come, and I'll play too and uh but then they end up winning, and then they're like shaolin kung fu soccer love team or whatever, and then at the end of the movie, everybody likes Shaolin kung fu they were they were the advocates for shaolin
1: kung fu. you you could say that at the end of the movie, everybody kung fu fighting
0: yes it's really quite a shame they didn't use that song <laughs> anyways that's uh that's shaolin soccer
1: both of these movies uh very accurately described by their titles i found yes <laughs> yes it's like uh when i sent you a picture of that horror movie on
0: amazon and uh it was like monster truck zombie fighters yeah I'm like, i like, not wonder what this is about and they're like this is a movie about monster truck zombie fighters and i'm like well
1: Well, there it is. Uh, After
0: your first similarity, I'm going to jump in with my first similarity. Both movies have black and white flashbacks that take place in China. (laughs) They do, don't they? Shaolin Soccer, because the entire movie takes place in Hong Kong. And uh, Dodgeball has the scene in the Chinese opium den.
1: You're you're right.
0: (laughs) So there we go. I think
1: only one of them is racist, but, you know. I mean, you're not wrong. Would you like some fun facts? Oh, yes. I forgot about fun facts. Well, I jumped into a dumb similarity, so. (laughs) Uh, Justin Long's eyebrow was actually cut open by the first wrench that was thrown at him. All the wrenches, quote, all the wrenches were thrown were made of rubber, but the first was harder than the other ones. Oh no! This one, I hate how this one is phrased because when I read it, I initially was like, "We need to arrest Ben Stiller," <laughs> because it says Ben Stiller broke three cameras in succession filming one scene and even hit his wife in the face once with a dodgeball. I can only imagine the what they mean with this because it doesn't say with a dodgeball. I'm I can I am just hoping in my heart of hearts that that's what that's the case. His or wife no, plays just, uh, the love interest. Oh, and the uh, Kate—I I think—is her name. The lawyer lady, yeah. who's actually who's badass.
0: Are they still married? I don't know. Let's find
1: out. I didn't know that. Tell us some more fun facts. Um, <clears throat> the DVD contains an alternate ending where Average Joe's loses the final match, and the movie goes to the credits. Goes to the credits as the announcer exclaims, "They're going home with absolutely nothing." This apparently was sacked after test audiences were unhappy with it. I can't imagine why. I would have loved that. I know. It would have been like icing on the cake, I guess. Um, Patton Oswalt is in the movie twice. Really? His voice. How can I miss it? Oh, okay. He does the TV chef's voice at the very... um, When Ben Stiller's having his private time with his pizza, (laughs) he's the voice Ah. of the chef. And then he's also the clerk calling at the very beginning about the three overdue movies. Oh, okay. Um, and our final fun fact for Dodgeball is that in August, 2017 ESPN, changed its name to ESPN, eight, the Ocho, which is awesome. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> which is also a significant amount of time after the movie.
0: Yeah, well, I read on their on the Wikipedia at least that although it took them that long to change the name, they had done things like that a couple of times where it's like the whole day it's just weird sports. Mm-hmm. And I know that like there was a whole week for that for Corona that they were like, there's just no sports on, so we're gonna do like they did the marble races. Oh, chat, I love the marble they did races. Spelling bee. <laughs> they did all of this other stuff. So, want to hear a not fun fact?
1: they're not together anymore.
0: Christine Taylor and Ben Stiller separated in
1: September of 2017. Oh, I'm glad I thought you were going to say right after filming dodgeball because he hit her in the (laughs) face with a dodgeball.
0: No, it was after 17 years of marriage,
1: they separated. Oh, so that's unfortunate. Yes. Tell us fun facts about Shaolin soccer. In North America, the film received a significant following through pirated copies and internet downloads. Because Uh an official release was never issued initially.
0: That's so weird because I remember, I I truly remember seeing a trailer in the theater for it.
1: Mm -hmm. Miramax's (laughs) refusal to release this movie for nearly two years only strengthened the underground word of mouth as cinephiles searched high and low for copies of the film. Does that make Shaolin Soccer the Dark Souls of a true underdog story? Yeah. If you could have got a copy before it was out, that's that's an achievement. was also the first Hong Kong movie to ever cross the 60 million 60 million Hong Kong dollars mark in the box office there. Wow. So it's kind of already it's obvious in the movie that the Shaolin goalkeeper is a is an homage to Bruce Lee, especially with the outfit that he wears. He wears the Game of Death uh, yellow jumpsuit. But what I didn't know is that as he is carried off, he lies in the exact same fashion as Bruce Lee laid when he was in his coffin in Hong Kong. I did not know that. I knew that. about the glasses that those are Bruce. Yes, yeah, the glasses, and then the outfit, and that he
0: plays Bruce Lee in Ip Man three and four. That's which is awesome. Yes,
1: um, this I truly I'm blessed. I never noticed product placement <laughs> in a movie because in like my subconscious, I just think, oh, this takes place in our world because they have the right. same things. I never like noticed. It's all about one thing. Apparently, this film contains a vast amount of Puma product placement. <laughs> There's your triple P right there. Puma product placement, but mm-hmm. people love Puma. Almost every football boot in the film is Puma brand, and almost all the team shirts, basically every team shirt except for Team Shaolin are Puma. <laughs> um, along with numerous ads, and even a football transforming into a flaming Puma when kicked at high speeds.
0: Oh, I didn't, didn't recognize that. I, I mean, I, I know that that's what it was, but I, I didn't, I guess I... I thought it was like a panther or bobcat. I didn't know looking yeah. specifically for Puma.
1: But also Warthog. I guess it makes the shape.
0: Yeah. Why you got to make up animals,
1: man? <laughs> uh, and then the last fun fact for Shallon Soccer is that in the Italian version, all the main characters are dubbed by professional soccer players.
0: I love that fun fact.
1: I'm not going to try to read the names. I didn't even write them down. Because I, could, I would like this podcast to be popular in Italy if possible
0: uh mario mario and luigi mario are <laughs> two of them
1: and then is chef boyardee on there vito corleone although he's sicilian he's not italian uh, that's okay
0: M- mussolini <laughs> <laughs> i don't know a lot of italian people the pope ah no he's from argentina no oh well is he from argentina
1: Oh no! We've insulted it, it, Italian Mon- Catholics. Is the Count of Monte Cristo? Is Monte Cristo off the coast of Italy? No, it's off the coast of the count. Oh. oh. <laughs> Anyways, the, yeah, all those people were on the dub for the yeah, which is yeah, Mussolini was dead. <laughs> He's living in Argentina somewhere. <laughs> is, is he the Pope? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, similarities, let's talk about and, differences. similarities <laughs> and
0: differences. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so we've said two already. Yes. But uh, oh, I guess the similarity is that that both movies sort of lean into like sports movie tropes, not necessarily sports uh-huh. comedy tropes, uh, like. Dodgeball is an underdog story for a sports team. They get a ringer player. There's the teammate on the other team that is that they end up becoming friends with. Like there's the they think they're going to lose at the end, and then they end up winning. But sudden
1: death one on one thing.
0: Right. Shaolin soccer takes it uh, slightly further by not even naming things to hide the tropes, in so mm. much as the evil team is called team evil yeah <laughs> which i love that is so important for this movie to not care about that
1: <laughs> i have a simile that both of the villain teams are just inherently evil like there's yeah. they're funny and but there's no like sympathy for them they're not a not they're not your thanos or you whoever that like you can understand in a weird way where they're coming from they're just they're just there yeah. to be the foil to dicks. the good guys
0: yeah. yeah uh oh i just had one then i lost it again uh oh a difference is that um in shaolin soccer the main good guy team and the main bad guy team are themed the good guys are the shaolin mm-hmm. soccer players and the bad guys are team evil and in dodgeball the main character theme teams are not themed, but every other team is. Mm-hmm. Like everybody that they face in Shaolin soccer, with the exception of the team of really dirty players who end up joining them, and then the bad guys are just regular soccer teams. In mm-hmm. dodgeball, it's two regular dodgeball teams, and then the Lumberjacks and the, you know, the whatever teams. Although I guess there is the like the Las Vegas Police Department that's
1: relatively yeah. normal, I guess.
0: <laughs> but I thought that was that's an interesting difference that Dodgeball knew that that was a joke that would land really well, and Shaolin Soccer was like it really doesn't matter what other teams we face. That yeah, it's the no main bearing it's the, two on teams. the evolution of the story or the comedy. So who
1: cares? Um, I have as a difference that Team Shaolin basically kicks ass through the whole tournament until the last fight. Yeah. Like well, they,
0: the first half of the yeah. first
1: fight, and then the last fight. Yeah, they're while they're in the tournament. Yeah, they they just destroy. And average Joe's, it's like they almost lose several matches before they actually get to the final.
0: Yeah, where Shaolin Soccer wants to show you the struggle of each player in the last match, mm-hmm. dodgeball does a good job showing you the struggle of each player across in
1: the matches. Yeah. Right.
0: So, yeah. That's that's a good one, too. Here's uh, one.
1: One involves throwing balls, and one involves kicking balls.
0: <laughs> yes. Here's a similarity. They both the involve catching balls. Yes. <laughs> I had another one, I think. Oh, uh that, oh, yeah, that Globo Gym sounds like corporate nonsense, but Team Evil is just, they're just vibing.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, they are both, like, they kind of both show, like, evil corporate nature.
0: Like yeah.
1: They, the guy in the head of Team Evil is like the, ha-ha, I'm, I'm, I have so much money, I'm the businessman.
0: Yeah, although I think that it's interesting because obviously, for sure, Globo Gym is about having more money, but I feel like Team Evil is about having more power and respect, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of at the crux of both of them anyways. Obviously, all four teams across both movies, the people want the money. But I feel like in Shaolin Soccer, it's the money and also respect, that Golden Leg wants the respect of the rest of the soccer world again. And Steel Leg and his brothers want the respect, want the world to respect Shaolin. Yeah as opposed to dodgeball where it's the average a bit just about wants respect. the money it's about, right yeah. it's about survival it's, it's about being yeah. able to maintain their life in the way so uh which i guess is probably has something to do with just the way that culture has evolved in our two societies which i guess yeah. probably leans into the fact that one of us is capitalist and one of us isn't but uh i don't know enough about china or hong kong or communism to say one way or the other but I think that sounds right. Yeah. Shaolin soccer parodies many kinds of movies. Yeah. Shaolin soccer parodies sports comedies, sports dramas, it parodies Kung Fu movies, mm-hmm. it parodies, I'm guessing like Chinese melodrama with some of the scenes, the romantic scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but dodgeball is really just, we're doing a sports movie and it's hilarious.
1: Yeah. They put all that all their energy into the one yeah. thing. Do you know which of these two movies has a higher audience and a higher um, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm gonna which guess one have, which I one has each. Or... Yeah, by a pretty substantial margin: ninety percent with critics, eighty-four percent with uh, audience. Dodgeball seventy-one and seventy-six. So both still respectable. Good, respectable when as far as in critic size and everything, but
0: yeah, I, I honestly, I'm not surprised. I feel like as, as much as I like dodgeball, dodgeball, Shaolin soccer is a movie that I think if it's not now could easily be a movie that is on lists of best comedy or influential movie, like mm-hmm. hundred movies to see before you die. Got to watch Shaolin soccer.
1: Dodgeball is great. Uh, but I think that yeah, it doesn't have that gravitas that no, Yeah, It's not going to be in the Library of Congress No, well, I mean it is But,
0: (laughs) and they're not going to put it on the National Film Registry
1: Yes, there you go
0: Library of Congress has everything Uh, Here's the thing that we didn't talk about yet I don't know if it's a fun I mean a similarity or difference Mostly because I don't necessarily know about Potential cultural things in China Dodgeball has a lot of dated jokes Yeah not jokes that don't make sense anymore, but jokes that were sort of like, that's not a thing that we're out here joking about in mm-hmm. in this, the year of our Lord, 2020. Uh, homophobic jokes, mm-hmm.
1: transphobic jokes. Kind of but, rape jokes in a way.
0: Yeah, I gotta say or that... Unwanted
1: sexual advances at the very minimum.
0: Right. I feel like, at least with, with those jokes in particular we're not sympathizing with the teller of the jokes. We're sympathizing mm-hmm. with the person that the joke is on. But I think with, the, especially with some of the homophobic jokes, it's sort of like, ah! uh, which i I mean, a lot of, a lot of movies have that problem. And I would never, I would never try to be like, well, those jokes are fine and dodgeball because they're not fine. They're not jokes that we should be telling. But I think that, if you are comfortable setting those jokes aside or acknowledging them and moving past them, I think mm-hmm. that *Dodgeball* still holds up a lot better than a lot of movies like that. Yeah,
1: I would agree. It's it it doesn't feel as egregious. It doesn't feel as critical to like the plot of the movie. Yeah, or or just the funness, the funniness of the movie, as it does to some movies that are in a similar boat.
0: Right. Even waiting is. Um, It's a movie that I love, but it's it's worse. Mm -hmm. And I mean, don't even get me started on the (laughs) nerds. Who oddly is really not. I mean, he's a part of all of that, but not as much as some of the other characters. Dan Cook's funniest moment is a "Welcome to Thunderdome" bitch. So, (laughs) but yeah, it's it's something that is important to talk about, but also dodgeball is, in spite of that, still a hilarious movie, I think. You know who loves that movie?
1: One of our sponsors.
0: Two Films Three Curious alum Brenda loves Dodgeball. She will not admit it. And I'm certain (laughs) that she will remember that we're saying it now so that the next time we have her on, she'll be like, I don't love that movie. I need that to set the record straight. <laughs> but she's not here now, so we can talk about how much she <laughs> adores that movie now. So next time you see her,
1: tell her how much you like Dodgeball too. <laughs> I got one more difference for us. Okay. Um, I have that challenge. Soccer is, has more slapstick humor. Not yes. that Dodgeball has none. It does have right. some. But dodgeball is more like one-liner and pun-based. Yeah.
0: Which Shaolin Soccer also has, but mm-hmm. in more equal amounts to visual slapstick, I think. So, yes. Uh, here's a difference. Dodgeball is in English, and <laughs> Shaolin Soccer is in Cantonese.
1: Unless you put on the Cantonese track for dodgeball. Yes. I don't know if there is one. I don't but... know.
0: I know there's an English track for Shaolin Soccer, which
1: is less funny. Yeah. So. Stuff um... really does get lost in translation. Yes. Especially comedy. You need to be careful translating that. Yeah. I don't know. Especially... I mean, reading the subtitles
0: was still funnier than listening to the English. Mm-hmm. Stuff. You remember that time that we sat down and tried to do it and we got to the song yeah. and we're like, no, this is, this is just not as funny. Yep. So. Oh, well. Let's go to questions.
1: Mm-hmm. What's your first question, question you have to ask is, first? what's a bylaw? <laughs> I don't even know. I'll be honest with you right now. <laughs>
0: I had it written down from the first time we took the Bylaw?
1: Note. What's a bylaw? What's a bylaw? <laughs> uh,
0: watch Touchball. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> I guess that should have been our, our word to define. What's a bylaw? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Let's Google it. Let's find out what a bylaw it's a,
1: is. Uh, a a bylaw. law about saying goodbye.
0: Yes. A rule made by a company or society to control the actions of its members.
1: Oh, uh, so a so it's just a a law for like a community. It's a like law a, for a group made by the group. Yeah. It's not it's not a legal law.
0: Right or if it was it would be a legal law for the group that m- made the legal, like a, my guess is a bylaw for Just for an congress. organization a bylaw for congress is still a legal law but it only governs congress because mm-hmm. it's about how congress would operate well, that's neat there's your uh, there's your your uh, important fun fact for the for the month
1: Listeners. learned a lot today <laughs> oh okay what are your questions what's, what's one of your questions um so what are some other sports movies that are in a similar vein I mean that they're comedies I guess but you wouldn't necessarily pair them with one of these two as a podcast thing because I think these two were wonderfully paired yes hmm
0: uh, well I know which one you're going to say, which Mm -hmm. takes away my answer because I would have said the same thing because it's my favorite sports movie ever. But we'll worry about that in a minute. (laughs) Uh, I think that I wouldn't pair something like Mighty Ducks with this Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because although Mighty Ducks is a a comedy because it's not anything else, the goal of it isn't comedy. And I don't know. It's not... I feel like with these two movies, obviously, Mighty Ducks is still an underdog story and it's a sports comedy and mm-hmm. it shows the development of the team. I think that as much as I love Dodgeball and Shaolin Soccer, it's not about more than that.
1: Yeah. You know? They're not inspirational movies. No, I not mean, at all. On a, on a very Basic level, maybe they are, but that's right, not. But even goal. that,
0: they're making they're making fun of inspirational movies by doing yeah. what they're doing. So,
1: yeah, my answer is similar because it's also a Disney <laughs> sports movie, <laughs> sports comedy. Which Cool Runnings is my answer. It they feel, I think it's pretty much exactly what you said about Mighty Ducks too. It it, it's not the goal of it to be quote-unquote, a sports comedy. It is it is a sports comedy, but that's not... It's also inspirational. Right. It's also historical. Also,
0: and- I guess this might be the reason to pair it with one of these movies. They don't win at the end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I think would be an interesting... Like, let's talk... I mean, if Dodgeball had its original ending, then we would have that conversation. But I think that that's another thing that sets... Uh, cool runnings separate is that they they don't win. It's not about the team winning. It's about mm-hmm. the team getting respect, which would be interesting to talk about uh, versus dodgeball, where the respect doesn't matter, or Shaolin soccer, where, the where it does also. also yeah, maybe cool runnings was a good idea. Maybe I should have done cool runnings.
1: It's too late. No, now I like this pairing. This pairing. Once we lose all our recording. <laughs> like, yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> hey, you know who knows? It might happen again, 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 because it already happened again. <laughs> Uh, here's a question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Based on what the definition of Mole Tao is, can you think of an American movie that you would have paired with Shaolin Soccer to discuss that instead of to discuss sports comedy?
1: Mm-hmm. I think. I, what were you gonna say? Oh, I would just. I think any kind of smart slapstick. Like, like, like a Marx Brothers movie, I think would, would maybe not fit exactly, but it, it has the similar like vibe. Right. It would allow you to have that visual gags and, but like, not just like, oh, I got hit in the head. Like, right. The quote, smart slapstick humor where there's, there's another level to it than just, oh, he fell down, you know? Right. The scene
0: in, uh, duck soup where. They ask Chico if he's, uh, they're like, did you, did you follow Firefly? Did you follow him? And he was like, yeah, Monday, we went to his house. He wasn't there Tuesday. uh, He was there, but we didn't go to his house. Wednesday, (laughs) it rained all day. None of us went anywhere. And and that style of like the fact that they tell it so seriously would, would fit. I would do airplane, I think, because Mm -hmm. airplane also is a parody and so it's got the same slapstick humor. It's got the, and we were talking about it before we started the recording, the scene where Leslie Nielsen, or the, the bit that Leslie Nielsen keeps saying, good luck. I just want to say, good luck. We're all counting on you back there. That bit would fit so perfectly in a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Or um, the that's when I developed my drinking problem. And it's not that he drinks too much. It's that he physically can't get water into his mouth because he keeps throwing it over his shoulder or in his face. Yeah. <laughs> Like that is that is this kind of humor, too. But also Airplane is a parody of of disaster movies like Airport 1976 or whatever it's called and
1: stuff like that. So I think that maybe even like Monty Python and the Holy Grail might work, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because that's a that's a very British comedy. Yeah. Versus Shaolin Sucker, which is a very Chinese comedy. Yeah, for sure. And I
0: think that I mean I've I've only seen that and Life of Brian. I know they've done three movies, but I think Monty Python on the Holy Grail would fit with Shaolin Soccer more than Life mm-hmm. of Brian would.
1: It's I only think. it's the only one I've seen. I know it's the most, you know, the biggest one in pop culture too.
0: You know, I think it is, but I also think that it might be the biggest one in our pop culture oh. because we do a lot of nerd shit. I feel yeah, like. That's fair. When I talk to film people they're like, "Oh, Life of Brian. Oh, also Monty Python and the Holy Grail." Hmm. But I got
1: to say, I think Monty Python and the Holy Grail is a funnier movie than Life of Brian. I'm I'm always crying laughing before we even get to the credits. Oh yeah, because of the moose stuff. Every time makes me laugh.
0: We I started it on Netflix and they totally cut out the thing where they play they start the wrong re- reel first. Aww. which I love. I love that. No. Then you're watching, you're like, what the hell is this movie? And he's like, wrong bloody film. And then he puts on the right movie. I love that bit. Uh, I thought I had another question, like another real question, but maybe I don't.
1: I do. What? Why, why do you think the underdog story is so ubiquitous in all media? Not even just like movies. Oh, I, have, I have a good answer for that. It's like every where... young adult book. Yeah, against, against an oppressive government or whatever you want to call it. It's always an underdog story. We never think about ourselves
0: as being the person that is successful over more other people. We always As being think the about top our, dog? Right. We always think about our struggles. Mm-hmm. When we think about like, oh, this thing and that thing. Even if it's like, I did, I achieved this. It's I achieved this because even though I had this and that obstacle or because of this and that mm-hmm. effort that I had to put out. So underdog stories are infinitely relatable because in a movie where you're watching someone who is successful, be successful at the expense of others. Even if you are also that thing, you don't want to think about like, Oh yeah. Remember that time that I just shittered on all of my employees when I was Steve jobs. No, but you always think about like when you see someone that, they they lose the soccer match and then someone also throws dirt in their face. You're like, oh, I remember that time when a kid threw dirt in my face or whatever.
1: Pocket sand. Pocket oh, sand. What ah! <laughs> I I mean I, I would agree. I think that, you know, we're more shaped by our negative experiences than we are our positive ones. It's the it's a you know genetic thing to more accurately, more quickly recall bad experiences, to avoid those things again than it is to recall happy experiences. That's why you know, childhood traumas, like everyone has some. <laughs> yep. I can't remember my childhood birthdays that were good, but I certainly remember the bad ones. <laughs> like. Yep. Well,
0: I think I think that that's I think that that's it. I think this is another shorter one, uh, I th- but. We don't know how long the first half of the recording was. So I think it was thirty <laughs> something of, minutes. Like, so <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think that we're probably looking at a, a sub fifty minute episode. But I think we got some good conversation in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next, the next episode that's coming out is a special feature uh, where on what do you do MCU? We'll be talking about Thor two, and then the next full episode is our Christmas episode where you will be opening your Christmas present. I will now. Here's hmm. a hint. Your Christmas present is related to the Seth Rogen comedy, Knocked Up. Oh, fantastic. You have no idea what it is. <laughs> and so when we record the Thor The Dark World episode, I will give you another hint, and you still will not know what it is. But these are very good hints, I promise. I, that's my favorite kind of hint,
1: though. <laughs>
0: I only knew this first hint because when I looked up the thing, I was like, I had no idea that it was made for that. So,
1: All right. There that's you go. That's technically
0: a second there's hint. Another, there's another sub hint <laughs> that's related to hint number two. That's you don't have to say hint. hint number two right that's now. Bylaw. It has something to do with the soundtrack for the Seth Rogen comedy, Knocked Up.
1: Oh.
0: All right. So anyways uh i guess that's it uh thank you guys for listening and uh and we love you we love you and keep watching movies